Glad to have you back for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem, the podcast taking a look behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with some of your favorites in the business. On this episode, I got to chat with Julia Papworth of the Fantasy Footballers. We talked about how she started putting out content, hair in Hollywood, what she does to stay organized, her Arizona Cardinals fandom, the first inaugural Queens Classic draft, and much, much more. Follow Julia on Twitter at Julia Papworth. Follow me on Twitter at DKCKSum and the podcast at GetReal underscore pod. I'm not going to call it X or whatever they want us to call it. It's not going to be X, it's Twitter. Anyway, this podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. Thanks for listening, and here's Julia Papworth on Get Real with Casey Kasem. Brand new episode. It's been a while, everybody. It's been busy with uh, live Scott Fishbowl drafts and the Fantasy Football Expo and all of that jazz, you know, a lot of fun stuff. And I'm actually talking to somebody today. Okay, you guys. All right, y'all, listen up. I'm talking to Julia Papworth today. I met her at the Fantasy Football Expo this year. She's an awesome chick, but I wanted to have her on the show because I want you guys to get to know her if you don't know her. And if you do know her, then get to know her even more. It's going to be exciting. I'm really excited. So, Julia, I'm so happy that you could sit down with me finally. Thank you so much, Casey. I'm so excited, too. It was so great to finally like meet you in person. Was it, what, two weeks ago now? It's been two weeks. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel like that. Like yeah. I'm still like hungover from that weekend. I even feel though- like I'm still <laughs> waiting at the airport to get on my plane. <laughs> That's all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I heard about all your, all your fun stuff, oh, but... Dude. How many... Is this your first expo that you went to? Or yeah, been that to? was my first one. Mm. It was... It was um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And it's crazy because it's like you kind of can't describe it. Like some people kind of described it to me, but I was like, yeah, it's not going to be like that. It's not, like everyone's not going to be that nice and talking to you and hanging out and whatever. And it's everyone is that nice. Everyone is legitimately that nice. So that was very refreshing. And you got to be a part of the Queen's Classic, and I got to be yeah. a part of that as well. But, I mean, it was an awesome experience. How how was doing that draft for you? That was super cool because I, I don't think I've ever been in a league with all women. I never have. Like, I mean, I don't know how it is for you, but it's usually just me or, like, one other girl, right? Yeah, like, right. That's 100%. How, that's how we live our life. So it was great because it was, like, it was great because it was all women. And then there was this moment where it was like, oh, it didn't even register me, register to me that it was all women, right? Because right. it was just like, we're just drafting a fantasy football team like any other fantasy football manager would be. So that was kind of cool. Like it mattered, but it didn't matter in a weird way. Um, and uh, yeah, that was super fun. It was super fun to see um, people get sniped because I feel like women yell at each other in a different way than men do, <laughs> uh, which was super cool. And yes. Yeah. That was a great time. Was a it great was time. a great time. It was a great time. I was not feeling the awesomeness that some of you guys had pep in your step, and I definitely did not. You did. You did not have the pep. You lost all the, the pictures pep. of me. I look like I like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Even though it was fair, the woman sitting next to me was was more rough than you were. So the the girl on my left who smelled a lot like alcohol. But I mean, but you go hard in the paint. I mean, I mean, what are you going to do? You really do. You really do. And, <laughs> and being around that many people that enjoy the same thing that you do. Yeah. I mean, fantasy football obviously brings us all together. But how did you actually stumble across this game of fantasy football? 
Dude, I was, it's funny because I was like setting up some draft stuff yesterday and I have, I saw some leagues in Yahoo and it's like, I was scrolling through and, you know, you could see like, you know, what metal level you are or whatever. And, I, and one league on there is a league that I'm in with people that I used to work in a restaurant with. And I was like, scroll down, scroll down. When did I start this? 2008. And I was like, I remember because I was bartending at like a steakhouse in Chandler, Arizona, and I'd always watch football, but my bar back came in and he was like, we need someone else for a fantasy football league. Julia, you like football. Do you want to do this? And I was like, sure, I'll do it. And uh, yeah, and started that league. And that's been the one that's obviously been going the longest, which is super cool. We're all over the place now. Like we have some people in Germany and there's some people still back in Arizona doing tons of stuff. People have like three, four kids, whatever. Like, and it's so cool that once a year, Somebody posts something on the Facebook group and we all just come back together and we talk shit to each other. Can I curse on here? Yes, all by all means, okay. please do. Okay, <laughs> um, but then you just come back to it. Like no time has ever passed. And I'm still like this like 20 something year old girl with an annoying bar back yelling at him and calling him stupid nicknames. But uh, yeah, that's how I started it. And then I had such a great time doing that. It was like anyone else asked me to join a league and I just kept saying yes. And, uh, yeah, and I loved it. So just kept up, kept up with it. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start one, yeah, you can't keep just one. Yeah. I, nope. I know that from experience and yep. it's really cool to hear how long that the league's been together. Is it still the same type of settings and everything that it was or yep. how did it start? It's still good old. I think it's still standard scoring. Like it's classic you know, Yahoo standard scoring. And, and I think everyone still has the same team names too, that they had back then, which is hilarious. I think we had like one person switch out because something happened and they couldn't keep up with it, but that was it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's tons of restaurant people and yeah, it's super cool. It's super cool. So, so that you, one, yeah, that one's my longest one. Yeah. Are you big into trash talking though? I mean, I know you were bringing up you know, somebody will say something and just start it all back up. But oh, are you a big trash talker? And what happens when other people trash talk you? I mean, it's always scary because you don't want to trash talk too much because if something happens, then you're like, oh, crap, now I look like an idiot. And I think that's a female thing as well because you don't want to like say something about a player and, and, and whatnot and then something goes wrong or they get injured and they'll be like, well, yeah, you didn't know what you were talking about. You were just a girl. There's, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. another layer to it that we have that I think men don't have. Um, but I, I usually stay silent for a minute and then I just sort of am like accumulating all of my things that I can throw at people. And then I just go one at a time, just continually. So, uh, yeah, but I'm kind of quiet to start with. Yeah. What about you? Are you a trash talker? No, I mean, I'll trash talk during the draft. I'm not a real yeah. big, uh, trash talker in season I mean it depends on who the person is and if it's yeah. somebody that I'm really close with versus you know like somebody I just met because of the league but yeah yeah um yeah more people I like, like to trash talk me because they're like aren't you in the fantasy football space you should know blah 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 yeah, I, should better, yeah. I should know everything right so no <laughs> yeah we gotta know everything <laughs> I like just like talking shit to people who maybe like just don't know how to draft yeah. or something like I had someone like <laughs> And, and it's hard to because like you want to be nice to a certain extent if someone is like just needs some legitimate advice. Like mm -hmm. um, one of the 
we have a league at my new gym up here and, you know, we're trying to figure out when to do it and blah, blah, blah. And the owner of our gym, he was talking to me. He's like, so, so I want to take a quarterback in the first round. And I just looked at him and I went, Curtis, I know you want to, I know you really want to, but I'm going to tell you, it's not a wise choice. And he goes, but, but it hurt me so much last year. And I go, Curtis, you had <laughs> Russell Wilson. I understand that that was a really bad thing for you and you got beat all the time, but you really shouldn't. And he's like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, okay. Well, I did, I did my, my good effort, my good thing. And I'm like, now I know you're going to take Josh Allen in the first round if you (laughs) Well, it's good to know your home league and people that you play with. Right. So, you know, that like a guy you can wait on and so on and so forth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So going back to when you were younger and you were just growing up, how did you come into liking football? Have you always liked football? What's the story behind that? Um, I'm an only child and my parents are English and they came to Arizona when my mom was pregnant with me. My dad got a job at Motorola. He's an engineer. And so they moved there and I was born there. And my parents sort of tried to go all in in the like American experience, right? And I don't know if it was because of the people they were hanging out with or just they were like, we should do it. And so, (laughs) excuse me. They kind of became fans of every franchise in every sport that was big at the time. So, like, we watched NBA, and we were all about the Detroit Pistons because I was born in 1980, and it was, like, all the Detroit Pistons. And we weren't super into baseball because Arizona didn't have a baseball team, so my parents really weren't into that. But it was um, football, and it was, like, the Niners and the Bears and all that stuff. And my dad was super into football, and I would just watch football with him every Sunday. My mom was into it, too, but my dad – it was like me and my dad, we sat there and watched. I feel like this is every girl's story, mm-hmm. kind of, which I love because it's right. like that relationship is is such a sacred relationship that has like translated decades. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and we would just sit and watch football together. And uh, yeah, and still like he's still in Arizona. I'm in California. But whenever he comes out in his football season, we'll just sit and watch football together. And uh, he'll always be like, you know, so much more than me now, you know, so much more than me. (laughs) But yeah, that was it. And when we watched as a family, my mom always liked it. Um, The times we would go to a Cardinals game, which was when they were still playing at like Sun Devil Stadium. Oh, God, it was horrible. But like (laughs) many times as a family, because my mom loved it, too. So that was a cool thing. It was it was a sports household for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love to hear that. Uh, yeah, most people that are addicted to fantasy football, like they, that's their backstory, especially like when we were doing the women's panel at the expo, yeah. it was a lot of, you know, because my dad was in the audience. I was like, well, I watched football games with my dad growing up. That's so cute know? that he was there too. <laughs> love that. Was oh, proud yeah. dad, proud daddy. Yeah, you know how it is. You know, he, once your dad starts saying like, you know more about football than mm-hmm. I do, then you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, oh, that's <laughs> so cute. I love it. I love it. So, okay. So what are, what team are you a fan of now? What is your allegiance right now? I'm a Cardinals fan okay. from Arizona. It's rough. Um, my <laughs> husband is a, is a big 49ers fan. So uh, when Arizona sort of drops out, which seems to happen somewhat quickly as of late, um, I feel like I can say I'm 49ers by marriage. So, um, <laughs> which is fine. I've always, like I said, we watched those guys right. so much when I was growing up. Like you can't hate on the 49ers. You can't hate on those guys. Those guys are great. I mean, you um, can if you're a Cowboys fan, but it's, that's a different, yeah, that's a different story for yeah, a different time. That's a whole, that's a whole nother thing. Cowboys. <laughs> um, yeah. So sorry, my thing is going out there. Um, 
yeah. So Cardinals, it's it, it's a it's a tough road for us. It's a real tough road. It's a tough road for Arizona sports fans in general. Uh, the Phoenix Suns have broken my heart a couple years in a row now. I mean, I still hold on to the the one championship we have as a as a state with the Diamondbacks in two thousand one. Um, two thousand one, still holding on to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. Okay, so I am a Cowboys fan. So yeah, yeah. I feel, feel. I mean, I'm still holding on to when the Mavericks won in 2011, and I'm like, okay, I guess that's 2011. So far away, though, if you think about it, it really is. No, I, <laughs> I know we're so old now. We're so <sighs> old. It feels like 1990 was not that long ago. And then I did the math, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the 90s are back. If you go and look at all the schools right now, like <laughs> all the clothes and like the trapper keepers that I saw on Target when I was back to school shopping, I was like, oh my god! It's like, oh my gosh! No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> those those days, now I'm I'm good. But uh, okay, so moving on from just being interested in football mm -hmm. when you were growing up, and then did you have any sort of aspirations for when you got older or what did you want to be when you grew grew up or whatever? Oh God, it's so crazy. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I sort of, it sounds so weird to say it. Like <laughs> I kind of just like did what everybody else did, which is sort of not a great way to think about <clears throat> finding your future. Like I was just like, oh, okay. So I'm just going to go to school. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to college. Oh, all my friends took, took the LSAT and they're going to law school. Okay. I guess I'll just do that. Um, and like, I've always been really just interested in everything. Um, I would have stayed in school 20 years if I could. Like my, I got that from my dad. My dad was always like, just stay in school as long as you can. And <clears throat> I got really lucky in Arizona, if you graduate in the top 5% of your class and you choose to go to an in-state school, they'll give you a tuition waiver. So I got a tuition waiver at ASU and I was there for like five years. And I, my mom was like, you need to, you need to be done. Um, and I got like three degrees and I started law school there and I was like, this is not what I want to do. And, and I didn't even know what I wanted to do, but I was like, this isn't what I want to do. Um, I was bartending at the time. The guy I was dating was like, you should go, you should go to hair school. You'd be really good. You'd be really good at that. And I was like, oh God, okay. I need to do something. My mother's going to be really mad at me. My dad was always kind of chill about it. He was also kind of artsy, even though he was an engineer, but my mom was very like this, you need to get your shit together. Um, and I remember she was in England visiting my grandma at the time. And I told my dad, we were at a movie and I was like, so I quit law school and I signed up to go to hair school. And my dad was like, okay, good luck telling your mother. That'll be fun for you. And I was like, fuck, fuck. Um, <laughs> I told my mom that and she wasn't very happy. And I was like, look, I have a whole plan. I'm going to move to California. I always wanted to move to LA. I loved California. And I was like, this is what I can do. I can, I will do this and then I will go to California and I will do hair and makeup for movie stars and I'll do all that stuff. And my mom was like, sure you are. Sure you are, Julia. Um, she got a lot better when I started doing her hair and she realized she could have her hair done for free whenever she wanted to. So she was a big fan of that. But um, yeah, and I went to hair school and then I was like, okay, cool. I'm moved to LA. And I just picked up and moved to LA. Um, I have no idea how I had like no sense of, like I wasn't nervous. I was just like, I had found some guy I went to high school with that needed a roommate. And I was like, what am I doing? Looking back on that, I was like, that is not, I'm not that ballsy a person. I was not that ballsy a person back then. But moved in with my buddy Andrew, who we ended up living together for roommates for six years. He was one of the best roommates I ever had. Never there. 
never there. It's oh, great. those are the best oh, kind of roommates. He was like a professional violinist. So whenever he was there, I'd hear like the music going. And I was like, this is so soothing. This is delightful. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, yeah, right? And I started working in a salon in LA. And then I was like, oh, I just want, you know, want to work in movies. And I just started finding work. And I started doing that. And it was just like all of a sudden I was doing it. Um, which was crazy too. And it just kind of happened. And so now I do hair for TV. Uh, haven't done it for a while because the writers and the actors are on strike, yeah. but um, <laughs> really, really hoping to get back to work. Yeah. Soon. I was thinking about you today when I was like, man, yeah. this writers, this, this whole strike that's going on is like, and then, yeah. I was like, yeah, viewing you today. <laughs> it's really hard. It's like you don't think about the other people. Um, we call it like below the line, like any sort, any sort of person who is not a writer and actor, right? Like grips, wardrobe, hair, makeup, all that stuff. Like all of us are out of work, and we're not gonna get any of the good stuff that comes with a new good contract that the writers and the actors are gonna get. Um, so. It, I, it sucks. I have so many friends who are losing their houses, losing their homes, having to move back in with their parents. Like I have a friend who's renting out her parking spots and trying to grow her own food. Like it is, it is bad out here. And like, I'm very fortunate that like, my husband has a job. I'm very fortunate that I can still hustle and do this stuff to at least have something like some mm -hmm. form of income, but um, the money and the sense of self-worth when you're not working is yeah it's it's a lot to handle it's a lot to handle so you know i'm trying to look on the positive side of it it gives me the chance to do a bunch of this stuff and it did fall at a wonderful time in the year so yeah, that's true we are we are yeah. about to get ready for this football I and know, right? so uh i mean that does suck sorry i know i was oh, like no. yeah i was hoping it, to hear a little oh. about that but like yeah and i'm i mean you guys and gals just had COVID happens yeah. years and years, but it really wasn't years and years and years. It doesn't no. feel like it. And I'm sure that there were a lot of things that you had to change about your routine during that time as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I looked like I was on Grey's Anatomy when I'd be working because like initially we had to wear like the plastic like things and like the gloves and the shields. And it was a lot. Like when we were in it, I don't think any of us ever thought that we would not be in it. You know, like we were like we were testing like hair and makeup. They tested us every day because we were working with the actors. So every day I'd walk over to the COVID trailer and I would do my little test. And and yeah, you just I don't know. But humans are so amazing because we are so adaptable and we get used to whatever we have to get used to. Right. Like when it started, I was like, I'm not. I'm not gonna walk over there and get a test every day. Like, how are what? Are they, how do they expect us to do this? And then I was like, oh, this is okay. This is just my day. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. So, yeah, you figure it out, and it was amazing to like finally get through it um, to a certain extent. But yeah, we're all really excited to go back to work whenever that is. I'm I'm hopeful yeah. it's soon. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Oh yeah, really hope. Uh, my wife's favorite show is Grey's Anatomy, so she's like, ah, I just, I really, I can't wait till 2025. And I'm like, calm down, girl. Oh calm my down. god. Oh my god. <laughs> have, you, have you watched all of Grey's with her? Have you seen it um, all? I haven't seen it all. So I watched it from like at the beginning when it first came out, and then kind of just yeah. was like whatever. And then she rewatched it. So whatever we started dating, she was rewatching it. So I caught like. You got little pieces of it. Got little pieces here and there. And then I, now we watch it together and stage 19 and all that. But like, 
<sighs> the things that you do for your spouse sometimes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start putting out fantasy football content and how did you come about that whole situation? How did I do that? Yeah. Um, probably, I think it was probably about three years ago. I remember that I was, I was talking to one of my, one of my best friends, her name was Anna Rose. And I was actually talking to her about like, finding a way out of the entertainment industry because although I love my job, it is a lot. Like when we're in it, it is really hard. It is, you know, 60 hour weeks. It is, you know, early in, late out. You, you're tired all the time. It's, it's really hard to have anything else and to have any sense of balance. And a lot of people after a while in the industry, you start to see it. You start to see especially women, I think we start to go, yeah, this isn't like, I want to do, I want to have more. I want to have other stuff. And she was kind of along the lines too. And so we were kind of going down that thought journey together. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, I don't know what I would do. And she's like, well, you would do something with football or CrossFit. And I was like, okay, yeah, those are the, those are the two things that I, that I enjoy. And she's like, yeah, you talk about both of them all of the time. You would do those things. And I was like, (laughs) okay. And then like some time passed and I was listening to the footballers and you know how they do that, you know, once a year, they put that thing out saying they're taking new writers and they say it one time. And I remember hearing it and I was like, I don't know, maybe I should apply for that. And I said, said this to my friend Anna Rose and I was like, I don't know, should I apply for this? What what do you think? And she's like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. And I was like, well, yeah, but what if they say no? She goes, why, what, what, why would that matter? Why would that matter? What, what do you, you know? And I was like, okay, okay, so I'll do it. So I submitted something. And then you know how it is. Like you don't hear anything for like a month mm-hmm. or six weeks. And I was like, oh, God, okay, well, I can't do anything. I can't write. Because I used to write a lot. I wrote in college. I wrote for um, CrossFit Media for a little while. Like I always enjoyed it. And I was like, well, they obviously think I know nothing about football and I definitely can't write. So, um, but I remember before I got an email from Kyle telling me I got it, I was in line, I was doing an Amazon shoot. I was doing a shoot for like a commercial and I was in line waiting to get my breakfast at the craft service truck. And I had a Twitter notification that Jason was following me and I looked at it and I went, I think I got that. I think I, I think they hired me. And, uh, you know, I got an email from Kyle like two days later and I was like, Hell yeah. So, um, yeah, so I've been, it started with them, which was great. And I mean, you know, them, they're just great Mm -hmm. people. And I like, they have really helped like Kyle, especially like he is so good at his job and he has been so helpful and making me a better writer. Um, I think people don't really think about that sort of stuff as much The the whole organization has been fantastic. And then I think, you have a set, I don't, maybe it's a female thing too. Like that sense of like, do I really know what I'm talking about? Do I, do I really, that imposter syndrome situation? Yeah, imposter and like, syndrome. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing, right? Um, and when I finally started to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know what I'm talking about. I started like being like, okay, I want to do more. I want to, you know, like contribute to other people and blah, blah, blah. And then I started feeling like I could like reach out wider and like try to like talk to other outlets and do more stuff and, and just like get content and my voice out there. Um, because I think like there's room for everybody, right? Like everybody has a different perspective and a view and how they communicate it. So I think anytime that people talk shit about other content creators or whatever, it's just like, dude, there's enough room for everybody. The internet is huge. Just let it happen. I tweeted out something about 
kind of along that those lines earlier yeah. today. And I was like, should I be doing this or not? And I was like, I really don't care. I'm going yeah. to do it because it's something that's on my mind, right? Yeah. You don't know what it was, whatever. But it's good. It's good for me when I see people say that they haven't seen that kind of stuff come across their timeline. I'm like, you're doing a better job of curating your timelines than I am. So, but well, and yeah. you tweeted, weren't you tweeting about the like the headlines and the what's the word? The yeah, they're um, yeah, the oh my god, oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank oh my god. Right here? Oh my gosh, clickbaity, clickbaity. That's, that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. I like this podcast that, would never I hate be clickbait stuff. <laughs> I hate clickbait so much. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of it, but I'm a fan of talking crap about people behind their backs. And no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm a fan of, you know, there's a way of coming at talking to somebody than to yeah. post up about this, that, and the other. Like, just worry about yourself, you know, worry about yeah. what you're putting out and what content. Maybe don't worry about just yourself, but, you know, it's not hurting you. Just let's move along. And I sound yeah. like the old lady yelling at the cloud. And I was very sorry for that. But that's just how it is. Oh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's like you put out your work, good mm -hmm. work, and everything else will sort of the universe figures it all out. Like I'm a big believer in that, like the good will rise to the top, yeah. like the good people, the good work, does. all of that stuff, right? It might not be instant, but right. it it'll happen. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I, yeah, totally, totally. And a lot of, I think a lot of it is like these younger kids. I just want to say kids because I'm again, the old person yelling at the cloud, but yeah, the, the younger like TikTok is like what they know how to use. Sorry, kids. <laughs> now I'm like really talking down to you. I'm not talking down to you. I'm trying to explain what I think is like, you know, they're used to like the instant gratification right now. Cause you know, that's just what it is. And you know, seeing that on Twitter, it's kind of like, Oh, you know, I'm so used to one thing. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to keep curating my my timeline and maybe I'll get it to where John Bosch is, but who knows? <laughs> there's my there's my soapbox. There's a reason people follow you. There's a reason people follow everybody. Like Right. There is exactly. Yeah. And and uh, find your audience, find your your group, yeah. find the people who are looking for the content that you're putting out because there are people yeah. that like that kind of content. Yeah. And that's who they're aiming their focus towards, yeah. you know, it just who's your audience? What works best for you? How do you find promoting your content and getting eyes and ears on your content? What do you do to uh, get more people involved with your content? What do I do? Yeah. What do you um, personally do to, yeah. to kind of I mean, spread the word? I think for like, I'm never going to be that person who's tweeting like hardcore route analytics and number like I'm just not that person right. but I, I like when it comes down to it like fantasy football and sports like they're fun they're fun right. they should make you laugh they should make you smile you should be getting information and having a good time right so mm -hmm. like that's I feel like I tweet all my stuff with a, like a real air of comedy to it and that's what makes I I, I think that makes it more easily digestible as well because some of those tweets like and look we all read them because it, it, it's information that we want to ingest right but sometimes i read some of those things and i'm like i i don't know what this 7.7 .7 routes run per like all of those things and then you're like i don't know what this all means like like send me like show me an office meme with a couple words <laughs> so i know like it's the same picture right, right. um and I think that's what it is. It's like not – and I don't think creators mean to like talk down to people when they necessarily 
show their information like that because that's that's what they're into. That is what yeah. they are good at. But I think a lot of people don't understand it and they don't want to say that they don't understand it. That's the thing that's hard too. It's like when you get in this industry, there's so much. Like there's so much mm -hmm. analytics. There's so many just tons of stuff. And I mean, I don't know how you were when you started, but sometimes you have to go, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then you're like, go open window, Google this. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that is, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I love being funny. That's kind of how I am. That's my, um, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm the total, totally the same way. And I was yeah. like, when I first started, I was kind of like, I'm not that analytics person that's going to put out this content like that. Is that something that's going to make me not want to put the con put content out because I'm scared that right. people are going to say, you're saying the same stuff everybody else is or whatever, or whatever. But that's not how it was. So I, you know, turned out to enjoy, you know, being able to put out that kind of content. So yes, yeah. the humor and this kind of like, this is what it is, you know, this yeah. is, let me put it out the way that I like to learn, you know, cause we all learn differently. Yeah. And I also think like there's such, I mean, this was sports in general too. Like we forget that the people who do this are human and mm -hmm. there's like, there's this storytelling aspect that, that I think needs to be remembered when we talk about this, you know, like, like I, I did a Calvin Ridley thing and I'm just like, no, this is a human that went through a lot of stuff. Like we can talk about, you know, what two years off from football means to your body and blah, 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 blah. But like, okay, what does it mean to his mind? Like, mm -hmm. what does it mean to the person and the man? Like all that stuff. And I think a lot of people don't, um, approach sports writing with that kind of, emotion. And I think that might be something that as a female writer is, is there a little easier to me than maybe to men? I, I don't know. And I don't ever want to put like a, like, you know, men, right. can, men can do what women do, women can do what men do, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe that's the mindset that is a little more easily accessible yeah. to a female. No, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. I get it completely. And like, yeah, cause there's been that stigma for so long that men can't show emotion or whatever. Yep. And it's like, yeah. come on. So now, you know, we're starting to see more and more of people's storytelling in their articles, which I think is really cool. So I love that. That it, it makes, is that, that makes me want to read the whole thing because mm -hmm. I, that makes me want to go through the numbers and the statistics. Like, right. Yeah. And that's why there's different, you know, cause some people like that, just give it to me like that. I don't need any of the stuff, yeah. you know, they're like, yeah. go. And that's how I am with like recipes. Like I get yeah. really mad when like the lady tells me the whole life story about her, her kid's favorite food is this, because when she was three, they did this and that and the other stuff. I'm like, just get to the point. But it's when it's something point. that yeah. you, that you enjoy, like fancy football, then you kind of yeah. want to know the whole yeah. backstory and you kind of want to get that story. So thank you for putting out content like that. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. So putting out content when you first started, was there anything that you wish you would have known about? the whole process, something for the people that are listening that are trying to get started and they're just not sure. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be perfect. I feel like probably the first thing I wrote, I probably spent like 20 hours on it. Cause I was like, I have to, this has to be absolutely flawless. It has to, this has to win a Pulitzer. Like this is, this is it. And then I was like, oh fuck, this is going to take forever. <laughs> this is what <laughs> yep. I do. Right. And mm -hmm. there's definitely some pieces that take longer. Um, I mean, sometimes the most time that things take is like actually like gathering the data and putting things together and stuff like that. Sometimes it's not the writing, right? It's like the formatting and putting all that in there, yeah, but, definitely. but just put it out there, like spend some time on it. Obviously you don't just, you know, write and read it and look at it, but, but be confident and just be like, submit, 
close that computer and move on, right? And, yeah. And really don't read comments because comments are not great for women, especially, right? We You guys talked about that at the panel. We, we did. And I, I mean, luckily for me, like, I'm like, I guess maybe too old for people to like pick on. No, <laughs> no but yeah. you know, I, I, when I first started, yeah, definitely would see that a lot. And once you start hanging around with, you know, the fellas for a while, then they're like, oh, exactly. You know, move on to like the new person to pick yeah. on and do that and do that. And that's why also I think a lot of the young people are getting, I don't know, there's things that happen where people say things. Yeah. And you kind of get upset. You get emotional about it. You kind of like, I, if somebody says something to me, sometimes it bugs me for a little bit, not as long as it used to, but you yeah. know, you have to learn. Yeah. How do you deal with so not reading the comments? But I mean, I know I'm sure every now and then something happens. How do you how do you kind of just keep going and just focus on other things and not let something like that I mean, get to you? It's hard because, like, in a weird way, you want it to affect you because it shows that you're still human, right? Like mm -hmm. it should affect us. We're people with emotions, like it right. should. And then sometimes I stop and think and you're like, that person is not thinking about me for one other second in their day. And they just, you know, commented probably on 20 different random things and they were like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to dinner, right? And yeah. then, so like, why am I wasting any of my precious day, the few hours I have, the few minutes I have on like Joe Bob from North Dakota, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's easier said than done. But I agree with you. I think early on when someone starts, you know, producing content and you see them places, that's when, you know, the mob jumps on them. But then mm -hmm. you start to see them other places and you see that they know what they're talking about and you see that other people respect them right. and want to talk with them. And mm -hmm. then everyone else kind of goes, oh, yeah, okay. So we'll leave that person alone. We're cool. It's like, <laughs> right? It's like an unspoken, like, Okay, we got you. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, that's what it is. That's what dude, there's always gonna be assholes on the internet. Always. Sorry, Joe Bob. Like you probably gave this podcast a one star rating, so it's okay. So Yeah, he did not, <laughs> he did not give <laughs> you five stars, Casey. Just gotta just gotta ignore it and go go with the you know, go with the flow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so putting out content, do you only write or do you do other content as well? Um, I do a lot of writing this year. I'm going to do, um, like a waiver wire, like podcasty video sort of thing every week. Um, I, I love doing anything and everything and I love all the different formats of it. Uh, I think they all have pros and cons and they all sort of tap into different parts of you, whatever you're sort of in the mood for. So I just, I kind of like doing it all. I don't know. Is that like, Oh, that's awesome. It, it's like so, sometimes it's definitely nice to just, you know, wear your sweatpants and not have to worry about like making, you know, blow drying your hair to go on like a video podcast. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. The guys really get lucky because they put on a hat backwards and then that's it. Um, I mean, I started wearing a hat because I'm like, look, bro, that's the real reason. <laughs> do that. I'm not a hat person. No. I have a really large head. It's <laughs> yeah, I have a tiny head, so like, that my hats don't fit. You do my have head. a tiny head. I don't think my forehead is. It's massive. No, I just have a tiny head. But so anyone's <laughs> head's bigger to my than mine in comparison. You know, like Beetlejuice when the head shrunk. That's kind of how I am. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so okay, yeah, but putting out all that content and yeah. having a full time job where you're 
doing where you're, you know, you're yeah. the girl, you, you're the lady in charge. You're right yeah. there. You're doing it. You're, you're, you're working weird hours. You're doing all of yeah. it. How do you balance it all? I mean, I write a lot down. Um, I stay very organized. I've always been a very, very organized person. I've been a calendar person, a spreadsheet person. Um, I married another spreadsheet person, so it's our love language. And we're like, we just have to be organized. Like we've got a kid, we've got like stuff to schedule. Like, you know how it is. You're just, you're, you're adulting, right? We were talking about it before. And it's like, sometimes I feel like with the season, whenever I'm on a show, the whole season is you take a really, really big breath and you hold it and you just try to make it through. Just like how, like, did you go to college? Yes. So just remember how like near finals, you'd be like, I can make it. I can just make it. Just yeah. got to make it through another week. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Chug, chug, chug. Then, Let's go. Like, I always got sick after finals. My body would just go like exhale and that would be mm -hmm. it. But I don't know. I've always loved being busy. Um, that's, how I function best. I don't like being bored. I, I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember the last time I was bored. It was probably like 1992. I'm just not <laughs> bored. Um, and yeah. And like my husband loves football too. He played football. So, you know, come the season, like we are watching it together anyway. So I think it would be different if he was not a football fan because so much of this stuff, you know, he wouldn't get. And our kid loves football, so it's, you know, Sunday in our household, it's on, and that's just what's happening. So, and if I'm sitting there tweeting or writing articles while it's on, we're still there as a family. <laughs> so, yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Is your wife not a football person? Uh, we, I get to watch the Cowboys game, and then okay. every now and then, you know, okay. I'll get an extra. But to be fair, you're watching Grey's Anatomy, so I feel like we, she should. Yeah, I know, right? There we go. Bang, bang. I'll compromise. Perfect. I'll compromise. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to just put <laughs> that part out and be like, look, this is a very important thing that was given to me, a piece of advice. Listen exactly. to this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay, yes, you like doing all kinds of things, yeah. and you were bringing up CrossFit as well. How did you yeah. get involved with CrossFit, and what exactly is your relationship in that world? Um, I started doing CrossFit when, oh my God, in like 2011 I had, cause I had recently moved out here and I had my job, but I felt like I hadn't met a lot of people. You know, when you're an adult, it's so hard to make new friends. It is yep. absolutely. And, and although I am very outgoing, I still get very nervous. I mean, you've talked about your anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety as well, going up to people and being like, hello, I am a stranger. What is your <laughs> name? Like, right? It's mm -hmm. it's horrifying. And um, I was like working out at LA Fitness and I saw this woman teaching a group fitness class and it was like 9 a.m. on a Monday and there were like 50 people in this like step aerobics kickboxing thing. And I was like, holy shit, this woman must be amazing if there's this many people on a Monday morning. And I started taking her classes and followed her around to a bunch of places and she ended up opening a CrossFit. And um she ended up being one of my best friends and followed her around until she sold her CrossFit. She moved to Michigan. And then I was just going to, you know, I found, I found another one, was there for five years. And then we moved up here and, and um, yeah, I work out up here too. And I also, a couple months ago, I got, um, I started working for a CrossFit news website called Morning Chalk Up. So I write for them about CrossFit stuff too. So so I am. I'm kind of doing what my friend Anna Rose said, writing about CrossFit and writing about football. So, well, that's awesome. I mean, you yeah. have done so many different things. You've had 
your hand in every cookie jar. You've been doing all kinds of fun stuff. And, and it's really cool to see how you show your love for the things that people consider hobbies, but you're like out here really hustling and, and, and putting in the work to, to write and to present this information with the CrossFit. Did you take anything from writing with the fantasy footballers and writing fantasy football content with you into your mindset when you started writing about a yeah. different item? Yeah. I mean, I think it's all sports, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it definitely has things that are in common, right? Yeah. Um, the statistics part of it was very easy to sort of pull over as well. Um, with CrossFit, it's a little bit harder to find the numbers. It's not quite as advanced as football, right? It's still a relatively new sport, like the CrossFit Games, have, which is like our you know, Super Bowl has only been going for like, you know, 14, 15 years. So it's not like we have like these data sets like right. football does. And we don't have these people doing all these intense sort of analytics. There are starting to be some people who do it, which is kind of cool to see it in this like beginning sort of situation. It's kind of cool to see that. But um, yeah, and it's just, it's the same thing about telling a story, right? And that these people are human just like football players. Like, I, I mean, I almost want to say it's harder to say they're more human, but they're like, they're more easily accessible, right? Like I right. can call these athletes, so many of these athletes and, and talk to them on the phone. Um, I have a real hard time getting a hold of Justin Jefferson. He just will not take my call, but, um, <laughs> but a lot of these CrossFit athletes will. So it's, it is so cool to hear the stories of, you know, professional athletes, like, I mean, they're training just like a football person is, right? It's a different kind of training, but they're training eight to 10 hours a day. They're learning their plays, which is, you know, them, you know, how they're going to attack a workout or how they're going to attack a lift or something, just like a wide receiver is running his routes and learning his playbook and whatnot. Um, so I think it's cool. I think there, there's some similarities and there's some differences and I've enjoyed writing, about both of them and the community as well. Like the fantasy football community and the CrossFit community, they're very similar, <laughs> right? Very similar. And the closeness and the tight knit and, and how we support our people. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that's really cool. That's really cool to see that similarity as well. So. Yeah. I noticed that about a lot of different groups. Cause sometimes I'll sneak into like different threads or different like YouTube videos and kind of see the community of this guy or this community of, yeah. you know, this, this common thing that like, I'm just randomly looking up because I get stuck in a YouTube hole, you know? So, yeah. but it's really cool to see how each of these groups ha has like a little camaraderie, if yeah. you will. Yeah. There's some great CrossFit documentaries. If you ever want to like jump in one from like one of them from the CrossFit games. And it's like, I bet if you watched one, you'd be like, Oh shit these guys, these guys are interesting. These athletes have amazing stories. So it's just like watching any of those like NFL, like, are you watching the uh, quarterback one on Netflix? Not yet. I, okay. I have to find a time when I'm not watching TV with my wife. Oh my God. I sound so, <laughs> it's like, we don't get to watch anything. She's an amazing woman and you love her very much. That, mean that there aren't things. She used to travel a lot more so I could watch my TV when she was out of town. But So you could watch her stories? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So I could watch my football stories. Yes. Oh, but I mean, that quarterback one is great. And I watched the Johnny Manziel one on the way home. That was a whole, like, that's amazing. I yeah. have, I had forgotten about his story. Like it was so fast. And then he was <laughs> it gone. Did. Yeah, yeah, it was so fast. And then he was oh. gone. 
But um, yeah, it's those are my favorite. I think when you see sports documentaries, like oh god, they make me cry. They make me cry. Like the like the Michael Jordan one, even the Tom Brady one, and I don't even love Tom Brady. Like that's what gets me. Sports documentaries, war movies get my husband. Sports documentaries get me. War movies and sports documentaries. Oh that sounds like a that's a he podcast idea right there. I, yeah, there you go. He loves a war movie. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> you guys can talk about which ones make you more sad and you guys can, yeah, and there you go. So Sometimes, like if he's in like a bad mood or he's not feeling well, like, he'll, you know, whatever, he's upstairs and I'll come upstairs and the bedroom door will be closed and like, I know he's watching something and I'll go to open the door and without even looking, I'll be like, Band of Brothers, you watching Band of Brothers? And he'll be like, <laughs> yep. And I was like, okay, I'll just let you, let you cry that out. So okay, <laughs> that just I'm just picturing it in my head, and that just that's a funny scene to me to have that happen. But yes, yes, <laughs> I I feel him. I don't know, like sappy teen dramas made me cry. You know, like a walk to remember or something like that. Oh, wow, <laughs> there's a little behind the scenes. Um, so but no, were you an athlete growing up or like because CrossFit to me when I think no. of CrossFit I think Nope. <laughs> I was a fat kid. I was a fat kid and I was not an athlete at all. And I, I smoked cigarettes in my twenties and I was just not healthy and I drank a lot. Yeah. 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 And pointing, um, pointing at myself too. <laughs> you got to quit. You got to quit. Girl. I don't smoke You're anymore, but I did in my twenties. Twenties yeah. were stressful. We, we all did. We all did. <laughs> and it was not till I you know, I started going to LA Fitness, like I said, and I saw that woman teaching a class that I was like, even then I was smoking. Like, what was I doing? Smoking? <laughs> like, I put a cigarette out on my way into LA Fitness. Um, and yeah, that's what really made me stop. And and just then I just started doing CrossFit at, you know, whatever, age 30. And I had done nothing else. I wish I had done more when I was younger. I'd be so much better than I am. I'd be so much more fit. But um, I'm also thankful, like as someone said it to me once, they were like, you – didn't have all the years of pressure on your body that a lot of like young athletes did. Mm -hmm. Like same thing, like my husband again, like he played football and he walks like he played football. Like you can tell, like, <laughs> yeah, you can tell yeah. when somebody was a former athlete and just look at 100%. how they walk. percent, <laughs> So that's a good thing. So, yeah. Is there anything that you haven't written about? That's something that like is another topic that you would like maybe in the future, maybe in the, it doesn't have to be the near future, but something that like, you're also a big fan of that you think you'd be good at writing about. Interesting. I don't know. I've never thought about that. Those are like the two. Um, I'm really, um, one thing I would like to do is, um, I sign, um, I signed in college and I wanted to become an ASL interpreter and I kind of, you know, I haven't done any classes in a long time. And I was start like when we went on strike, I started looking to see like, okay, where could I actually like go and go back to school and blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. And um, when I took ASL in college, like the deaf community is just so embracing and so wonderful. And again, it seems like I'm very taken to these things and these topics that have a strong sense of community and family. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean – that that is a topic that is very interesting to me, and um, I guess that I I actually did just um, I'm writing 
right now for CrossFit actually uh, talking about a couple deaf athletes and their experience in CrossFit and what, you know, and then there's a hearing, uh, hearing man who's a coach and, and stuff like that. So I guess I am managing to blend that a little bit, but that's what I would say is my other, my other thing that I'm very interested in. Um, I, I dated a guy in high school who had a deaf sister and it was just like, I was like, this is fascinating. So um, yeah. So I guess that, I don't know. And musical theater. I love musical theater. Oh, musical theater. I like weird stuff. You're you're I'm all you over the multifaceted. Place. You have a lot of different I branches. I have a lot. Yeah, I have a lot. <laughs> My friend's an ASL teacher at an elementary school. She uh, wow. teaches kids. I don't know what grade they're in, but she talk. Uh, I don't know what she does exactly. I just know she got her degree and whatever and is amazing wow. and. I just have to give her praise whenever I see her. Oh, I love that. You know, Does she teach like hearing kids? Is she I, teaching ASL? I think she, I'm not sure if she, okay, that's how good of a friend I am. Um, and, no, I mean, I haven't seen her in a really, yeah. really long time. Yeah. I think she actually teaches kids who can't hear. So okay. yeah, she'll teach. She'll so teach. she learned. Yeah. So she went to the school uh, to her school, whatever. I don't know where she graduated. She got her bachelor's and got her master's, did all this stuff like crazy, amazing person. But yeah, I don't know anybody's job. I don't even know my wife's job. So I don't think. Oh my God, what does she do? She's a consulting consultant. She's a consultant. She's a transponster. That's not <laughs> even a word. <laughs> Put some air horns in right here. Oh <laughs> my gosh. She does something and she's not out of the house enough. <laughs> enough, that's for sure. I know she was on phone calls, but yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. She gets mad at me, so I won't even try anymore. She doesn't listen to the podcast. It's a running gag on the show, but it's actually not a gag. It's true. So how, how long have you been married? <laughs> Four years. Okay. I love yeah. it. I love but it. like I started all this fantasy football stuff, like after we got together, basically. Yeah. How did your family feel about when you added another, you know, badge? My dad just <laughs> laughs. My dad just laughs. He's always like, you should sit down sometimes. You're always doing things. Like when he comes and visits us, we're always like doing stuff around the house. And to be fair, like he's like 74 years old and retired and living his best life and just like napping in the, you know, in the middle of the day. And I'm like, dad, we have a lot of things to do. Like, you know, there's always a load of laundry and there's food to cook. You know how it is. Yeah. And uh, he's like, just relax, just relax. And I was like, no, we like being busy. <laughs> <laughs> No, and my husband was great. Like he he knows like I get busy, but he loves it and he's just I don't I he's he's my number one cheerleader. Like, you know, your person should be yeah. your number one cheerleader. That's what it is. And and I was like, I remember like when I was getting ready to go to the expo and he was like driving me down and I'm like, I'm nervous to meet everybody. Like I'm, you know, like initial whatever and he's like you're gonna be great you're gonna be great people are gonna be really nice now you, you know make sure you sit with some people and make friends and like you know <laughs> talk to me like a kid but I needed it you know it's just yeah. you know your person knows how to push you just far enough outside of your comfort zone that it's for growth but not mm -hmm. damaging right yeah. like just far enough that. yeah I get that so yeah, you brought up the expo and and him giving you that pep talk. But yeah. how did the expo go for you? I know we talked a little at the beginning, but like, what was that experience like for you, especially being your first experience? And what were some of the aspects that you enjoyed? 
Um, I loved it. I love meeting people. Uh, the one thing I wish they would do is I wish that on everybody's name tags, they had a photo of what your freaking <laughs> on Twitter, like, like the clear, like, this is my name on Twitter. This is my photo. This is my actual name. Because like, I don't know when your first time went, like, I'm sure people would be like, hi, Casey, nice to see you. And you're like, I don't know. Who you are. I, it, it happens. Even people I do know, I'm like okay. blank on their name all of a sudden. Oh, and you're like, I'm the worst. I'm like, I'm worried that they're going to catch me like looking down at their, their badge. Yeah. I don't want to be like, hi, Frank. I'm always, I'm always <laughs> like, hey, you, how's it going, buddy? It's, it's um, nice to have a, like a, you know, a spouse with you so you can see like, this is my wife, so-and-so. And then she'll be like, hi, my name's so-and-so. That's a built-in one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously, you know, it's easy. It's easy for us because there's like 15 women there, right? Like, so we really easy to know for all sure. them. And then the gazillion men that are there all look the same. They all look <laughs> the same. They're all like six feet tall. They have a backwards baseball hat. Um, no, but oh, excuse me. No, Did I you had see a, that AI picture that I made. I made some AI oh. pictures of the the expo, and I just uh -uh. basically typed in like fantasy football, and it's like all guys with backwards hats and beards. Yep, exactly. <laughs> backwards hats and beards. Oh my god, with like some hair coming down here. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh god, that's exactly it. But no, I had a great time. I got to talk to so many people that. I had either talked to on Twitter or not even that, just like good people. And mm -hmm. um, all the guys from uh, Front Yard Fantasy really like adopted me because I didn't really like have anyone to hang out with. So they, I was just walking around with them with Joey and Simon and, and JL the whole time. And it was just like, it was so nice because like they would, like Joey would be like, okay, did you find, did you find a place to go? Did you, you know, like just checking in and, and all that sort of stuff and like a friend way and also like a very courteous, like, look, like looking out for a lady sort of way, which is nice. Um, they like sat with me at my gate before my plane boarded to go home. And I was oh, like, wow. like, just not like, to be fair, they had to be at the airport as well. So yeah, but still, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, and I said to my husband, I was like, just good people. Right. Like right. everyone I met was so nice. I didn't meet one asshole mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, just good people, like good people to root for. And I think the women too, like it really felt like every woman there is like there to root on the other women. Like, right. yeah, that felt legitimate. That didn't feel fake. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. It was so cool to see so many. I mean, there were women there that I've never don't even know about until yeah. then. And then I'm following them and everything, but yeah. it was just crazy to like get to talk to people and, and kind of hear their stories and be like, all right. So yeah, I didn't meet any bad people either. Everybody was dope. And jo you're following up Joey Wright's episode. So he was just on, <laughs> he was a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's the best. He's just such a great human. He really is. So, uh, yeah, he's great. So in your free time, I know we've talked about all the things that you do. You've, you've got a family, you've got yeah. CrossFit, you've got this fantasy football stuff, you've got your work, you got everything. It's crazy. It's, it's like, like, but when you get like two seconds to just like chill, is there anything that you like to do when you're just relaxing? Um, I mean, or do you get to relax? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, me and my husband like to watch stuff. Like, I mean, good tv good movies he's more of a movie guy than i am i was never a movie person growing up i've always just been more television so like sunday is not in football season we always try to watch like a movie 
Um, I never, I just never watched movies growing up. So there's like a whole yeah. amount of like 80s movies that I had never seen. Um, so like, I remember one year, all the girls in the trailer were like having me work through like all of like the Molly Ringwald one, like John Hughes. Yes. Yeah. I work in this industry and I have no clue. Um, like they would have me watch, they'd be like, today you're going to watch 16 candles and we would like a review on it tomorrow. So I like watched with all, you know, watch all those. And then my husband obviously got me on ones that were slightly more, um, his speed, like, you know, I'd watch like Terminator and Total Recall and like really good movies that I was right. like, great. This is a real good one. Um, and then like just shows like we're finishing up like Ted Lasso right now. Um, which is great. Yep. Um, God, what else are we watching? We just finished. What did we just finish? I can't even remember. It's like you watch it and it's gone. There's right. Some stuff, there's some good stuff out there. Like I'm watching on my own. I'm watching Only Murders in the Building. Have you seen that? I haven't. Only seen previews for it. So it's so good. It's really good. Okay. Um, yeah, and the first two seasons are out. So that's good. I'm watching that. Like I always end up like rewatch like having a show yeah. on rewatch too. Like mm-hmm. I'm rewatching Lost right now because I'm a big JJ Abrams person, you know, all that stuff. I don't know, just that podcasts, Podcast. um reading, working out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's a, you know what? Yeah. Uh, all the stuff that makes you feel good. And when you, when you consume podcasts or when you consume media like that, what do you, what are like topics that you like to listen about? Um, I mean, my podcast feed is basically fantasy football, uh, true crime and like, um, like betterment, um, and CrossFit. So like, let me see, hold on. Let's see what I got going on. Um, yeah, I need a couple new podcasts to listen to. Um, there's a CrossFit one called Talking Elite Fitness that I listen to. Um, I, there's a good, like, like when I think of like motivational self, not like self-help, but it like those sorts of like things where they talk about topics that are interesting. There's one called Chasing Excellence, which is actually done by, um, he is a CrossFit coach, but it's just about like mindset and stuff like that. Um, Crime Junkie, you know, murder. There you go. Great stuff there. Murder, great um, stuff there. Great That's stuff the there. title of this episode. Murder. Great stuff there. Murder, great <laughs> stuff there. I know, right? Um, do you listen to Huberman Lab? Mm-mm. Oh, Huberman Lab is fantastic. Okay. <laughs> they are very long, heavy ep- episodes. They're usually like like this one's like two hours and thirty seven minutes. That's but, perfect. Um, he has a lot of like other people on there, like doctors. Like this one says, Doctor David Linden, life, death, and the neuroscience of your unique experience. So he's very sciencey. So that's really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, strange and unexplained. Also, kind of you know, murder adjacent. Um, I love that sort of stuff. Yeah, like some Jay Shetty stuff. I don't know. That sort of stuff. Yeah. That's a good mix. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to find podcasts because at work we can listen with one earbud in, right? So I'm like, so it's nice. I get to like catch up on everything. Like, and then I'm like, okay, I need more. I need more. Like, music is great. But I'll start. You know, and as long as it's something that I can kind of tune into, but like if I miss a little bit of it, I'm like, okay, or I'll rewind yeah. it to really get back to it. rewind it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thank you for those suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so 
also uh, because I don't think we touched on this enough, but with people who are just now starting in the industry or just now starting putting out fantasy football content or anything like that, yeah. and you brought up how you were super organizational. And I wanted to touch on that real quick because I'm not. And I know that when I first started, people were trying to give me ideas of what to do to kind of organize yeah. myself better. And it's, I mean, I have a planner now, so like I have to like physically write things down to like make sure that I, like, yeah. I don't know, yeah. but I'm really bad at like, I, I don't know. So do you have any tips or tricks that you've learned? Like thing, I'm, I'm sure you have a, like a boatload of them. I'm sure. Yeah. You I mean, I have like, I use my, um, like my to-do app on my phone a lot, like my reminders app a lot. So that's just like, everything's in there. Um, I use voice memos a lot. I sort of discovered voice memos last year. That was a game changer. Um, and I do have like one, like actual physical notebook that I have. Um, that's a lot of uh, like when we have like writers calls for, for the CrossFit website that I work for and stuff like that, we have those consistently. Like I, that's where I kind of like, keeping all my stuff there. I'll put a lot of story ideas there and then I'll like move them over to something digital because I think like when you're brainstorming for me, I have like a pen and paper is still the best way for me to physically brainstorm like that or like a whiteboard or something because then you're not even thinking like if you're typing, I think you'll start typing and then you second guess what you're typing, right? And then mm -hmm. you go, no, just, I'm not going to put yeah. that on there. It takes up space or blah, blah, blah. So I think still having a physical notebook is important. Um, and then I just like move it over and also like that helps solidify something in the memory too. If I'm like, like I wrote down like, oh, cool. I need to give Alex Russell a haircut on Thursday. Great. Okay. So I wrote that down there. So I'm going to remember to move that and put that on my calendar over there. Like, I think it's just, you, if, <laughs> when I was in a restaurant, I remember one thing that they said is, uh, to narrate the guest's experience, that was like their big thing. I worked at Claim Jumper and their big thing was you narrate the guest's experience. You tell them like, okay, I'm going to go grab you water. I'm going to put in your appetizer, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like when I do like the notebook into, into my phone, I'm almost like narrating my own experience. I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to do this. So then now I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do that. And that's the only way that it keeps me sane and I talk to myself a lot. I talk to myself all the time. I do too. It's okay. My, my girls that work all for the time. me, the girls that work for me in the trailer, um, if they if they just started working for me, they'll hear me talk. Like, there's me, and then my girl Cindy, and then my girl Britt. And Britt's only been working for me for like a year. And I would start saying something, and I I could hear Britt be like, "Wait, what? What is she saying? What's she saying?" And then Cindy would be like, "Nope, you don't need to listen to that. Nope." Just ignore it. Just ignore it. She's going to keep talking to herself. <laughs> She's and, just going to keep I, doing it. And I turn to her and I go, can you tell when it's when I'm talking to you and when I'm talking to myself? And she's like, 100% I can. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Well, there we go. Just there we go. Yeah, Good skill know. to have to know that. I know. <laughs> when you um, – before we like wrap it up and I go yeah. into asking you about all the awesome stuff you have going on for you – how is watching football with Julia? Like, we want to know. We, the listener, we are over here. We're sitting down with you on a Sunday. I know you said that you guys are a big football family. How is the experience watching a football game with you? I'm very loud. I'm very loud. <laughs> and I can be very angry at times. And I'm. I, it, there's a lot of screaming if it's not – if that touchdown is not going where it's supposed to go. Um, yeah, it's – yeah, there's a lot of yelling. It's a lot of yelling. And I said, you know, my husband's a big Niners fan too. So mm -hmm. there's like he's yelling a lot um for them. 
Yeah, lots of screaming, lots of screaming. But, um, but it's great. I love it. I mean, like we love Tony Romo's our favorite. We love it when yes, he, is, he is. Mine too. He is incredible. He has he has found his purpose in life as <laughs> as a football commentator, and mm-hmm. he is delightful. And yeah, and then Sunday nights, Sunday nights, it's just Sunday so, nights. It's a whole oh, thing. Man, it's a whole feeling. And Collinsworth is so entertaining. Like, it's just fun. It's fun and we laugh and we're loud and that's what it is. It's, um, yeah, yeah. It's how, football, <laughs> it's how watching football should be. Exactly. So that's like a great experience. Exactly. exactly. Julia, okay. I, I hate to have to say it's time for us to leave, but that's just, you know, I'm <laughs> You've got Grey's Anatomy to watch. Said. I got Grey's Anatomy and then I got to go to bed. So like, oh what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, because you're three hours ahead Okay, that's one, one more thing I was going to ask you. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. See, we're not leaving yet. I just wanted to you say, like, is it hard or easy for you to schedule things with, like, fantasy football-wise? Like, being on people's I mean, podcasts, is it easier or harder? Or how do you feel being the, in California? Yeah, being in L.A.? Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you. I could not imagine. I don't understand how you guys have to wait so long to watch football on a Sunday. Like you don't start <laughs> till what one p.m. Yeah, like, like what yeah. time do the night games end? I don't. I, no. It's late. That's why. Yeah, that's why I'm like, uh, time uh, for that. tomorrow's no. gonna be rough for me when it's Sunday night, and I'm like, uh, I gotta get up. Ten a.m. It's perfect because on Sundays, like I can yeah. get to the gym. Great. Yeah. Uh, get home, you know, you do your 10 a.m., which means you can kind of do a few things while it's on. You have your lunch. Great. There's your afternoon games. Cool. If I have to do a waiver wire thing, I can do it in between the end of that uh, the afternoon games and the beginning of that Sunday night game and done. We're in bed by <sighs> 8 p.m. It's that close down. delightful. Oh, dude, I don't know how you guys do it. I, no I don't idea. either. I don't know either. I don't know. We just no. torture ourselves here to watch, you know. Sometimes subpar on Thursday night football, but you know, <laughs> time zones are stupid. Time, time zones. Are, oh my god, it bugs me so much. I'm like, uh, I'm trying to talk to people, and I'm like always using Eastern time, and I'm like, I'm Central, and like the person I'm talking to is Central too, but I can't. I didn't. Oh, you, you know, are or whatever. You're not East. Okay, and where are you? Yeah, I'm not East. No, I'm in. I'm north of Dallas. So okay. yeah, we're. So my dad is East. East. So like, what do he you gets, do? What's your What's your job? My job is being awesome. No, my job is I work I work at a courthouse. I just basically do like quality control, make sure filings are filed correctly, names are on right, money was taken. Fascinating. It's it's it is what it is, but I can listen to podcasts and make I sure mean, people's names are spelled right. So uh, that's doing that's doing the dirty life. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. Well, you know. Enough about me. We're going to talk one more time about you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can you go ahead, Julia? Let the listener know. Let, let everybody know who isn't following you already, isn't, hasn't checked out your work. Let them know where they can find all your stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Julia Papworth. Um, I think I'm on Instagram at the same as well if you want um, entertaining football and crossfit videos because that's pretty much what i post um and memes big big on the memes um yeah and i'm writing for the fancy footballers again uh like third year i think so you'll find my stuff over there um i'm doing some stuff with um kyle gates over at the pro football network now too so that's super fun and i'm gonna do that waiver wire uh video sort of podcasty situation thing every week uh with win daily uh this year so get get one of those going every week with them so yeah i like to like to stay real busy 
Like just, I mean, I got, I got to tell you, I don't know what I'm going to do when the strike ends. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll just make it work. We'll she's just, just like, everybody. listen, y'all, she's all over the place, but you need to check out her stuff. Go yeah. follow her and yeah, just do that. And, t- and let her know that you listen to this podcast. Let me know because it's, it's really important that we keep spreading the word about people in this space and then get everybody to kind of know more about all the awesome people that there are around because there's a lot of you. Love it. There's so many amazing people. Amazing. So many. So many. Well, okay, everybody. Make sure you come back next time for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. And make sure that you remember to stay rad. Get real, everybody.